We invite you to pray with the Gospel readings every day of the year with Sacred Space, the Prayer Book 2023. The text of each day's Gospel passage is included, along with points of reflection and a prayer theme for the entire week. Put together by the Irish Jesuits, Sacred Space, the Prayer Book is a wonderful way to immerse yourself in prayer using the principles of Ignatian contemplation. Find Sacred Space, the Prayer Book 2023 at loyolapress.com or wherever you buy your Catholic books. FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Sunday Mass readings, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Good afternoon. Hello. Good morning. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's um, different for us today that we've been. It's nostalgia from for the times that we had um, used to have in previous seasons. But what's different this season? Not th- this episode. This episode, we there's only two of us here. We haven't got Justine's bubbly voice doing the Feels intro. Feels weird, eh? It does. I was a bit nervous. Well, I am nervous. Sorry, was a bit nervous coming here. A bit nervous. Yeah, it m- more falls on us, but it's a blessing as well to be here. Justine is unwell. She has the the vid. Yes, the the the, the plague. The spicy virus. <laughs> the spicy virus, and so she's uh, doing okay. Yes, but yes. Obviously, couldn't join us today, um, but we look forward to her joining us again next week. But please keep her in your prayers. Absolutely, yes, and so it's a. Uh, um, and going to be a good time for us to explore, to go deep into the readings this week. This Sunday, we are um, celebrating Trinity Sunday, always really hard homily. The hardest homily for a priest, I think, Trinity, because we, we tend to lean towards analogies, but analogies are mm-hmm. really no good. I've, I've given a few analogies, like the Snickers bar and the eggs and the ice and all of that, but again, falls so short of who the, and what the Trinity is. Well, good luck to you. I, I look forward to hearing your homily. <laughs> well, I haven't come up. Um, well, yeah, okay. At this point of recording, I don't know what I'm going to say. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so here, yeah, let's just uh, um, help me. Um, let, let's imagine, okay? If you had a magical power, any magical power you want, what, what would it be? Can I have two? Please? Yeah, you can have two. Okay, so the first one would be I could literally lie in my bed and wake up and just at the click of a finger be ready for the day. Like I wouldn't have to go through sleep, hair, makeup, choosing an outfit. No, no, no. Like just literally wake up and you don't have early morning. How long does it look, take you to, to get ready? Look, on a normal day, look, it's about 30 minutes. It depends. Like I feel yeah. like I, I Well, I, I take around. 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm thinking, but, I'm thinking I, that's pretty wise, good. Gig wise is a lot longer. Ah, okay, so if so, you're preparing for like a sort of camera or yeah. a gig, that's a, yeah, a whole lot longer. No, me, but 30 the, minutes the magi- is the camera one. The magical power would be for all occasions. Yeah, like just amazing. just click, boom. Okay, so that's an interesting power. I wonder if any of you would um, wish for that power as well. What's the second one you thought? That I could eat whatever I want. And not for the own weight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that one too. <laughs> that that's that's really good. But I think the magical power I have mine's going to sound like really like honorable, but it's true. This is one of the powers that I always wanted is to be able 
to know people's hearts. Wow. Like, imagine you have that magical power that no matter what anyone's telling you, whatever they're saying, at the end of the day, you're able to hear their heart, like the, the, the real them and to know the real them. That's really beautiful. I feel super, super <laughs> no, I so superficial <laughs> now, but anyway. No, but it's, it's true. Maybe it's superficial because it's like, maybe I don't feel like listening to people. I just want to hear your heart. <laughs> get to the point, you know, that's what yeah, I want to okay. get to the point of where people's hearts are. And I think it will just be um, something so useful. And so also time saving as well yes time see we all think picked things that were time saving yes so that's good they're both both not as honorable as as they sound (laughs) okay let's hear from our sponsors this catholic influencers podcast is sponsored by modern grace modern grace is a unique online catholic gift store with a beautiful faith inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends, and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps, and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences, and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So we're going to jump straight into this week's second reading. This week's second reading, it comes from the book of Romans and it's chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What a beautiful process that um, one, thing ha- one thing leads to another. I have a, when, when I was preparing for this, I listed it in a different translation. That it's, you think we glorify God in troubles, and our troubles leads to fortitude, to strength, to endurance. Strength, endurance, fortitude leads to character. Character in itself leads to hope. Let's try and explain, let's try and understand the process that St. Paul was talking about. The book of Romans is all about instruction. It's all about living a holy life. It's all, a, it's so practical. Of all the letters, the book of Romans is the most spiritually practical out of all of the letters. And so I just find this so powerful. So we glorify God in our troubles. In other words, 
in your troubles, you can choose. You can either feel bitter or you can glorify mm-hmm. God. If you choose to glorify God in your troubles, that's going to bring about fortitude because you're going to see things from a new perspective. You're going to see things from the perspective of God. You're going to allow God to work through your suffering. And what that happens then, it allows you to endure more suffering. And more suffering, what does it do? It builds more character. It brings more strength. And once you have character, once you are, in a sense, over yourself, you're not focused on you, you're suffering your pain that brings about hope because you have nowhere else to look but to eternity yeah I've really been thinking about this over the past little while like even before I knew I was going to do this podcast but I think often of people who who don't believe in God who don't have faith in God and the way that they kind of view suffering and I guess why God allows suffering is such a huge argument for those who don't believe in God. But it's it's really interesting to think about the perspective of, of those of us who do have faith and how we can see suffering as an opportunity to grow. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Yes, and no one is exempt from suffering. Everyone who fo- follows Jesus, who believes in God, who has faith, people who don't have faith, we all go through suffering. But those who do have faith, I think, and I not only do I think, I believe, have an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. We have an extraordinary advantage that we can see things not only from the perspective of this world and the suffering, but we can see things from the perspective, one, of eternity, but two, of redemptive suffering, that God will use this, as St. Paul is saying, to give us fortitude, character, and to give us hope, selfishly enough, to bring us to a place of hope. And the question I ask as well is like, in your suffering, where does your suffering lead you? Even as listeners, where does your suffering lead you? Every time you go to suffering, are you going to sort of, one, look at it and say, think, oh, I don't know, why is it always I who suffer? Why is it always my family mm-hmm. who suffer? Why, why is it always me, God? Like, well, you're picking on me almost like that. Or you can say, okay, I've been given this suffering, and I know it's easier said than done, And I've been given this maybe more than my fair share of suffering, but because God entrusts me, he trusts me with this suffering because he trusts that I'm going to find fortitude, I'm going to find character, and I'm going to find hope in him. We'll get a little bit more practical about this, even we'll actually go into Greek words of of what what St. Paul is saying because this is the kind of people we are, we know our Greek. Oh, we love um, connections and, and yeah, we're learning new things all the time and, and we love to pass on this information to you. So a little bit of context about this scripture reading. So in the previous chapter ch- chapters of Romans, Paul was talking about um, how we are justified by faith. Um, and then what he's talking about in this little passage are the benefits of justification. And we thought we might kind of go through those he lists out four things that we can um, that are kind of benefits of our justification. And so I'll start with the first one. The first thing is that we have peace with God. And yes, um, because we have been justified by faith, we do have this inner peace as well. But there's also like this relational peace as well. So um, because of what Jesus has done for us, our relationship with God has been restored. Mm-hmm. And so we have peace. Yes, and this is what God does. And the, the, uh, also this, this peace that is found through grace. Here's another comp- a word that is very, very um, key in here because it, this is all about grace. This is what grace does. But the word grace, tell us a little bit about the word grace. The word grace, the Greek word for that is kind of like access point. It means Am I correct? An access point, yes, an entry into something. So when we have grace... We have been like a door. This uh, has been opened wide. And, and this is what um, I think it was John Paul II 
he um when he was ordained when he was elected pope he stood up at front and he said he said spalancare la porta per dio in other words slam open i was going to smash open smash open yeah. slam open <laughs> the doors to the holy spirit and the, the greek word for that and for this is uh, prosagoge prosagog whatever it's about slamming open the access point to the grace to the to the life of God, the life of the Spirit. But it's as much as the, it's the same word, the, the prosagoge or whatever, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it, prosagoge, that same word is the word for grace, it's the same word for an access point that God slams open for us through the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's also the same word that they would use for a harbor, for a place where the ships would go in into port. Yeah, and Paul's using this this image, this, these words. Um, we've already seen this example um, before because in biblical Israel, we know that, I guess, access to the throne and the temple was reserved for a select few. And again, the Ark of the Covenant was the place of God's presence. And that Ark of the Covenant was located in this innermost chamber of the temple in Jerusalem. And we know that when Jesus was crucified, that temple veil was torn and we got this access. We yes. got access to this this beautiful grace. Again, grace, that's what it is, that that curtain being torn when Jesus died, boom, and we can enter into the holy of holies. But it's also, you see, I, I love the image he uses of the harbor. This is what grace is. It's a harbor point. And the, the effects of the fact that he used this, this word harbor, um, first of all, in a harbor, you can't enter a harbor without permission. Okay? If you, you, there's no way that... You can't just have a, a boat and without any communication come from Africa and drive your boat into the harbour, Sydney Harbour. You cannot. It's, it, you will be stopped by the police even before you get anywhere close <laughs> to the harbour. And so this is what God is saying. Hey, I've opened the harbour for you, the harbour to the kingdom of God, to my presence for you. But also the, um, a harbour is also a place where you stop when there are storms, when there are when we're tired, when we're exhausted from the journey, and we have to go into the harbor to regain our strength, to catch our breath, and to restore our supplies, to refuel the boat, to be able to change the crew if we need to change the crew. It's the place to patch up what has been destroyed and damaged. And here's the thing. People living without grace are people who stay out at sea and never enter into harbor. And so they have damaged boats. They have, they're running low on fuel, they're tired, they're exhausted, their sails are torn, they're frustrated with the people on board, they haven't changed the crew for a long time, they haven't done anything, and so the boat is in tatters. And so the minute another wave comes, what are you going to do? You're going to be more bitter, mm-hmm. you're going to be more angry, you're going to be more self-pitied because you're thinking, oh, I can't take anymore. And some ships, because they don't enter into port, end up sinking. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh. I was just thinking we had this whole travel analogy a few weeks ago and now we have this boat analogy mm. and yeah, it's a really cool way of thinking of it. Um, I was going to move to that, the the third, I guess, benefit of our justification um, and that is that we can boast in the hope of the glory of God. So we can have this confident expectation of receiving 
what God has prepared for those who love him. But before we can do that, we have to conform ourselves to Christ first. Um, and the fourth thing that we, that the fourth benefit is that we can, we can boast of our afflictions because we, these, these afflictions and our sufferings do produce um, all those things that we spoke about a little earlier. Yes, because again, some, to simplify, maybe for those who, who see things through, through imagery as well, it's like, again, once you come into the harbour and your boat is um, sort of fixed and refueled, you can go out and you can, in a sense, be proud. Look, my boat is new again. My boat mm-hmm. has the strength. What is the harbour? The harbour is your time with the Lord. The mm-hmm. harbour is your ability to spend time with the sacraments and be strengthened by the sacraments. The grace of God is those moments where you and in your whole life are open to the presence of God, to the touch of God, to the healing of God, to the presence of the Holy Spirit that is the fuel of our lives. And so this is why we need the harbor. We need to stop. But to get to the harbor, sometimes you need to take a detour because it's not the shortest way your destination if you're going from um i I don't know take malta you're you're going from rome and you're going to israel and i imagine this is what saint paul did you know they took a detour because they might have been running out of of food or something and they ended up shipwrecking in malta but this was the the point was that they needed to take the detour we need to take the detour to go into the harbor because otherwise we will not last the race yeah. Will not last the journey. And sometimes these things are unplanned. I was just thinking as you were saying that, it's not like we, we don't plan our suffering. These things kind of hit us in the face. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of like us taking that detour. And sometimes it is our sufferings that kind of bring us into that relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. And what if, what if our suffering itself was the harbour where God speaks to us? Mm. You know, like we're going on with life so fast, so hard, and then we get sick and all of a sudden we realize, wait, hold on, I need God. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I need the presence of God. Hold on, I need to stop working. I need to, to pay attention to my family. And the actual suffering becomes the harbor, becomes the place where we can step into grace. And again, this is just something that we as Christians can embrace. We can embrace suffering when we see it as a port of grace, mm-hmm. as, a, a, as a place where we go to a, an access point to the presence of God. But also the harbor is the place where you enter into the town, into the city, where you have access as a, almost as a, as a tourist or as a citizen um, of, of the place. There's, it's the only way before, and think of this, a harbor could be an airport as well mm-hmm. today. Uh, and it's the only way into the, legally at least, into, yeah. into the city, into the country. So again, grace. This is where God invites us to this place of grace. Imagine living your life without grace, without that harbor, without that stopping point. I, I just, I couldn't even imagine. But it gives us, to, and then the endurance for suffering. And I'm just, just, just some people like it. I, I cannot help but think of, of some people who have been through this intense suffering in their lives but yet were able to endure the suffering because they lived in grace. Mm-hmm. And one person, I'm the, I have a few people listed here, but there's one person I want to mention, and this guy is Horatio G. Spafford. Imagine naming Mr. Spafford. He was, <laughs> Sounds very Eng- Is he English? <laughs> I think he was English. Anyway, okay. it's so, certainly, the story certainly involves England. But um, he lived in Chicago, um, and he's... He had a, a life of a lot of suffering. Like you think, my goodness, how can one person endure so much suffering? 
But some of the sufferings that we had is that he was this rich millionaire. And you think, ha, that's not suffering. <laughs> but all of a sudden, he owned factories. And all of a sudden, his factories just... He gets a, a telegram saying, hi, um, your, fa- your factories are all on fire. Anyway, he loses everything. Mm-hmm. A few months later, his four-year-old son dies of scarlet fever. And he's thinking, God, what? What's going on? Why? Him and his wife were just devastated. And after all of this happened, he said, look, he sent his wife and his four other children on a boat from America to England. And he said, let's go for a vacation, let's go for a holiday. And they go, and he says, you go, and I'll meet you there on the next boat. And what happened was, they go, and there's rough weather. And so rough that the ship sinks, and his wife survives, but four children die. Imagine five of his children died in a short amount of time, and his wife sends a telegram to him saying, saved alone, what shall I do? And so he gets onto the boat and he, the next boat, and he heads towards, towards England. And while as, as they are sailing, um, the, the ship stops in mid-sail and his, the captain comes down to Mr. Spafford and says, Mr. Spafford, this is the exact point where um, the ship sank. This is the point where you lost your four children. And at this point, he wrote a song, a famous song that many of us have heard before. And he wrote these lyrics. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like seas willow blow, like the rough seas, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That in spite of all of this, he's saying, God, it is well with you. Let's just hear a little short version by Audrey Assad. When um, peace like a river Many of us, even I'll just let this play in the background. So many of us experience this, this suffering in our lives, this pain in our lives, and we just don't know what to do with it. And we are, some of us even angry with God. God, why would you allow me to experience all of this? But the thing is, maybe, maybe you're not spending enough time in the harbor. Maybe you're not spending enough time with the Lord knowing that this moment, this moment, God has given you the strength for it. And we imagine we could, as, as Mr. Spafford, just turn to the Lord and say, even though all of this happens, still, I will praise you. Still, it is well with my soul because, because of the grace that you have given me. Imagine. I don't know if I'm there yet. I just really want faith like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling so inspired now. That was so <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Um, but we, like, I, I'm not there yet as well. I, I, I complain. Oh I complain gosh, about suffering. I probably complain to you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just these inspirational people that turn. I imagine just like losing. I can't even imagine losing five children and the business and all of that. But yet, Lord, uh, I, I, it is well with my soul. Anyway, on this note, um, listen to our um, beautiful sponsors. This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses 
online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and His message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. Okay, so this week's reality check, we're going to talk about finding peace amidst the chaos. Now, life can be chaotic. We're often super busy. We overcommit. Sometimes our plans are ruined. We plan all these incredible things and then everything seems to be going wrong. And I guess I talk to people all the time and I feel like we're all faced with these situations daily. So how do we find peace in these chaotic moments is what we want to talk about today. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, it's a hard <laughs> one. I, it's a hard one. But like, I, I think it ultimately comes down to this spending time in the harbour. But how do we spend time in the harbour? How do we? Be, how are we able to do this? There are practical ways. I believe we can do this. For example, daily prayer. So important for us to pray every day. Um, meditation, especially if you suffer from stress, from anxiety, um, it's important to have a habit of meditation, training your mind to spend time in the presence and to surrender to the presence of the Lord. Also, um, to be able to um, to know scripture, know the scripture verses, learn this. You can get like scripture verses, even at the back of many Bibles, um, scripture verses according to the season you're going mm-hmm. through. Like the, if you're going through anxiety, read these scripture verses and learning some of those scriptures by heart so that you can quote them, you can spend, declare the word of God um, even on those moments. And then another thing is to praise God through the soul, so through, through the storm. God, even though all of this, it is well, it is well with my soul. I praise you still. I will bless your name. Amen. I was As you were speaking, I was just, you, you said all these things about our daily prayer habits, daily meditation habits. Um, and I was just thinking it's really important that we kind of put those things in place when we're going, th- when, we're, when we're not in a storm. Exactly. Because when we're in a storm and we, um, I guess, the first things that kind of go well, I know from my own experience, are my routines of of, um, of prayer. And I feel like that's really hard to kind of get back into. Yes. So if you are feeling, I guess, unmotivated, um, it's really important to maybe a, a suggestion in these in these times of our lives is to go through a kind of boot camp. I feel like when we go through seasons like Lent and Advent, they are really great times. But what happens if you if you, this happens to you outside of those seasons? Maybe try and... Um, there's different prayer courses you can do. What are some other suggestions? Of well, I think do? accountability, it comes with accountability. Some people are self-motivated. They can just start and pick up again and they wake up one morning and they're inspired to start again and they're inspired to diet again. They're inspired to pray again. But that's not the most of the world's population. I happen to be one of those people <laughs> who just wake up and, and think I'm going to do it and I do it. I am self-motivated most of the time. <laughs> but I acknowledge that most people are not that way. And so I think this is where we have accountabilities. And this is where, like Alyssa, you're saying, to do a course, look up. We have a, a sort of even our encounter courses, a course on prayer. But the, the Hello app as well has mm-hmm. like seven days of, of prayer, of challenges, novenas, um, and rosary um, sort of, I wouldn't call them challenges, but... but um, uh, I don't even know what the <laughs> right word is for them, but um, little, so little boot camps you can do, I guess. Yes, and start small. Don't like don't try and all of a sudden start a, a, a sort of a thirty day silent retreat. 
Yeah, I was just going to say you can even for, so for accountability, you can do that with a friend, and you, maybe you can uh, check in with each other daily. And the other thing too is if, if you're someone like me who gets really hard on themselves if you don't do all the things on your to do list, don't be hard on yourself. Yes. I think as well is like your advice of starting small. I think that's um, yeah, that's really good. And I, I've uh, look as much as I say I'm self motivated, but I I also know my limitations. I don't start from zero to hero. You know, like I. For example, there were times where I, I was I've, I'm so busy and all I can do to sort of muscle my way back into daily prayers to pray a decade of the rosary, mm-hmm. where in normal time I'd pray 40 minutes, one hour of meditation. Yeah. And sometimes all I have to offer is just a decade of the rosary. And God like can take this little we have uh, and make something beautiful out exactly. of it. So. And I was just thinking as well... Um, how do we find peace amidst the chaos? Like as people of faith, we know that the peace that Christ gives us is not the same peace as the peace of the world. Um, and I want to kind of point out as well that in, in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Know this, that the peace of Jesus can still exist in our lives even when our lives are chaotic now, Jesus promises this peace to his disciples before they're persecuted, before they're about to go yeah. through all of these these great trials and these great sufferings. But even though Jesus knew this, he still promised them peace. So know that we still can have peace amidst the chaos. But listen to that promise. Listen to that promise. And the only way you can do that is spending time in the harbor. Amen. Stopping, realizing that we need the grace of God. So God invites you into this this harbor, this place of grace, as St. Paul told us in the book of Romans as well. Spend time there. Fight to get into the harbor, detour, sometimes you really have to detour and it's inconvenient to stop, to pray, to to get work for that habit again. But it is always worthwhile because it will get you there. It is, and if, especially a word, just a quick word for those who have stopped going to mass. You've stopped going to mass because of the pandemic. You've stopped going to mass. Maybe you're listening to online mass, but this is a time for you now to get back into the harbor, mm-hmm. to go back, go back to mass, go back to the sacraments, go back to the community. Because you need that. That is where grace is. That's where the power of God is. That's where the uh, real presence of Christ is, the source and summit. Out of all the things that you can do to get gr- the grace of God, the Eucharist, that is where it is. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with the Eucharist in the presence of God. And as you were saying that, I was just thinking it's the best place for us to refuel um, and to go back out into the world. That is often chaotic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is yes and and this is the beautiful beautiful thing that God gives us to he welcomes us back home. So we are going to end this episode here and we thought if you would like to keep in touch with us you can do so on all the social media channels. Um, find us on Instagram at Catholic Influences underscore facebook.com forward slash Catholic Influences Twitter at Cath Influences also on youtube.com forward slash FRG Ministry The other thing, we have an event coming up in July, July 21 to July 23. Amazing. Free event. Free event. The Catholic Influencers Summit that we are all working very hard to bring you. Check out all the details about this event at www.catholicinfluencersummit.org. We would love to see you there. Yes. So this is a conference uh, with speakers from all around the world. It's a free conference and workshops. It's a whole lot. It's it's going to be your harbor moment. So Mm -hmm. make sure you join us. So thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. And next week, we'll be with Justine again. And back to the trio. Thank you. See you then. God bless.